This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sky Blues Extra. Hello, everybody. A happy new year to you all, and a big welcome along to this week's Sky Blues Extra podcast, brought to you by the Sky Blue Tavern with myself, Dean Atkinson, and Ross Cooper with me this week. Ross, happy new year to you, mate. Here we go again. Happy new year to you. Here we go again. Um, 2024. Crazy. How are you feeling heading into this year? It's starting to now feel like potentially it could be a big one. Yeah, I think it. I think 2024 is going to uh, is going to surpass 2023. Um, it's going to change the history of the football club. Yeah, I think I think it will. And and regardless of what you know happens this season, obviously 2024 will see the sort of first half of next season. And I feel like there's yeah exciting things on the horizon, and uh, the club just feels like it's going in the in in the right direction. Every little every little thing that you want to happen. Is sort of starting to happen, you know, with the news coming out today um, about the you know, the statues for John Sillett and George Curtis, which is something that ever since obviously they sadly passed away, you've, as fans, you're thinking, ah, you go around to all these other stadiums and you see icons everywhere on all corners of the of the sort of the uh, stadium land, and uh, yeah, it's great to hear that news, and I think that's just another step in in the direction of where we're going as a club. So yeah, that's exciting. I was going to start with that breaking news of the statue. It's a great way to really cement two really important figures, cement their legacy with the club, just like the way that the uh, the Jimmy Hill statue has. Yeah, a hundred percent. And having it south stand, so I, I again, my yeah, I was that, going to say, where where do you think you'll see it? I think that's going to be near the near the superstore. I think. Yeah, I near think the players' so, entrance, yeah. which I think is again with the the traffic and the footfall that you get there now on a match day. It's fantastic. So you know, the statue will be seen by by you know thousands every, every match day, and again you'll be able to see it, I guess, on the the A Triple Four as well. So no, I think it's fantastic. It's a it's a great gesture. Initially, when I saw the link to the statue, I thought, 
Mark Robbins already. already. <laughs> yeah. um, so, but no, fantastic news. And again, I just, I think that, I don't know, it really sort of set the day off on a, a good note today. Um, I think the Robbins one will be by the, the wall, right? The yes. The wall of remembrance, eventually. And uh, along, yeah, in the wall of fame sort of thing. Like in yeah. The, yeah, eventually. Once we've won, once we've once he's won us the Champions League, then uh, I think it 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 just about adds it. I think. And then where where do our ones go? That's what I need to ask <laughs> as well. <laughs> Down by Dylan's Brewery, I think. <laughs> uh, in the in the queue, having a beer. Yeah, constantly in that queue. The yeah. queue never seems to go down in that place. It's uh, <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, we do need to talk about obviously there's a fundraising uh, thing in in process as well mm. for for this statue. Eighty seven thousand pound is the target. 135,000 has already been raised by by donors so far. Doesn't actually say anything much about the club putting any money towards it at this moment in time. It's, it's quite vague, isn't it, in, in regards to that. Uh, and 87,000 pounds seems a lot of money to raise between fans. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. And here's a free lesson in PR. Obviously, the, I can already see the, the boo boys already out in force on on Twitter asking where where's Doug King putting his money towards this. But here's a lesson in PR for you folks. That £87,000 will not be met by fans. And then the club will miraculously top it up to the £87,000 yeah. target. Hence, the good PR that will come from that for, for Doug King and, and the club as well. So um, that's how these things work, um, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah, don't be too disabundant in regards to the club not putting any money towards it they will eventually or they might already have uh we just don't know at this yes stage. exactly they might may it just it just made me laugh you know it's like we would we rather just carry on today you know ne never have a statue sort of thing and then the fans be moaning about that and then uh this great you know it's news that everyone should just yeah should be pleased about and yeah it's one of those that you don't know who these who these donors already are and i think People always want to find something to the moan out. I it's think the same crew, though, every single time, Ross. Well, I know the conspiracy is, theorists, well, yes. the ones with a grudge. It's really weird, really well, odd. I, yeah, and we'll get on to obviously Middlesbrough and stuff. But like the obviously, uh, Doug King was on uh, Talk Sport uh, on yesterday on Wednesday. Um, you know, with Jim White, and Simon Jordan. His it was a year and you know a year since he sort of you know, officially became owner and approved. And he was obviously asked about how he's seen it going and you, you listen to him and he wasn't asked too many questions in terms of um, January transfer business, but he was asked about how he felt like the whole year has been. And he, he sounds incredibly joint energized. Maybe it's because he was in the French Alps having his birthday bash there. But he, um, <laughs> but he, Did you he not sounded, get an invite? I, I, I didn't get oh, it. Oh, you're actually doing this podcast live from a, a little break in, yeah. in the slopes. Yeah, Doug, another flat white for me, please. <laughs> um, but no, and he sounded, but he sounded really positive, actually, and um, he sounded very sort of excited, and uh, and he said he's enjoying it, and I think that's the key thing, you know. Um, when you listen to Sue too much Simon Jordan, it feels like that football manager, <laughs> football ownership is just this doom and gloom sort of place. But you know, again, nothing groundbreaking, but um, but again, that positive energy that I think people are starting to see. Actually, things that were said, not from him, not just him, but Robbins and everybody, is starting to come to fruition. Apart from the the same old crew who seems to just have a, a pop at every single thing that's done, well, club club wise, it's weird. They, they, they would moan. They would moan. Even we we could get promoters, and they would they would still be finding something something to moan about. You know, <laughs> yeah, um, peculiar, peculiar. Shall we? Yeah, uh, we'll end on that bit. 
so coming up on this week's show, we'll of course look back at the Swansea and Middlesbrough games. We'll look ahead to that Oxford FA Cup tie on Saturday. And I want to take a look into some of the very early rumours that are circulating around various transfers and the different outlets reporting uh, so far over the over the first four days. So lots to get through. Uh, we'll crack on. Christmas as a whole, Ross, uh, I'm going to go from the Birmingham game. Seven games, four wins, three draws, 15 points available uh, from, from the available 21. The third best in the division in regards to points gained. 14 goals scored, five goals against. I think it's fair to say it's better than what we could have imagined. Oh, 100%. I think when it, even at the start of the season, when we were probably feeling pretty... Um, optimistic. I think we, everyone looked at December and thought that's going to be a, a tough My God, we better be in a good position. Yes, exactly. And we weren't. Yeah, we weren't in a good position yeah. at all. It was the, it, so I think there was some real panic. Um, couldn't have asked for much more. Uh, couldn't have asked for any more, to be honest. It was, uh, it's was it been a brilliant turnaround, brilliant set of results, but also consistent sort of performances in those. You know, we've there's a real identity to how we're playing now. There's an identity to the team. We look like a team. Um, and yeah, no, a brilliant Christmas period. I mean, and even that one defeat early on in December against Ipswich, that that would have been avoidable, you know, as we spoke about at the time with key moments in matches, penalties going in, you know, easily could have got a draw there. And, yeah. and then we'd be sat here unbeaten for for God knows how long. So yeah, real positive and uh, yeah, uh, delighted. It's just one defeat in 11 as well, which is, you know, really, really good for coming back from that international break where it pretty much was doom and gloom. Well, I think the last 10 games I saw that we, we picked up the third, yeah, third most point, only Leicester and Southampton have picked up more. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was, and it was doom on and a gloom. collision course for the Premier League, aren't they? Like, it's just... Exactly. And, and, you, and you look at it and then I saw a stat about 2023. Do you know what I mean? And we, we're right up there again, you know, so it's beginning to, it's, it's beginning to roll and, We've still got levels to go up, and I, and I see that in players, and I think that's exciting. And yeah, it's uh, yeah, there's people on Twitter, you know, we're bang in trouble. <laughs> I like winding them up after each win. Yeah, it's funny, it but good. no, brilliant, brilliant, isn't it? So it's, it's, it's exciting. Absolutely. Um, the last game at the CBS for 2023 was against Swansea. Five changes to the side. I thought we. We always thought there would be some squad rotation in this game. De Silva, Binks, Sheaf, Allen and Palmer returning to the starting eleven. Uh, I think the big surprise was probably, though, Matty Godden still remaining at the top end of the pitch, Ross. I think we all sort of agreed that after his performance on Boxing Day, it probably wasn't merited if he started the game, but he did. What was your thoughts on his performance versus Swansea? Um, I think you could clip up what I said, I think, after the... Uh... Sheffield Wednesday game and, and and sort of just copy and paste it. I think it was very very similar. I was surprised, Ineff ineffective and just just not involved. I, I guess it was it. I guess that's the thing that I touched on at Sheffield Wednesday and again in the Swansea game. I felt like he just wasn't impacting the game. And and I know and I, and it's not it's not me where I'm thinking oh, I only see when he scores or whatever. And I am watching his runs and I am trying to see his movement. And obviously we're trying to we're playing a lot more sort of fluid, you know. And obviously, obviously went behind. Obviously, we'll talk about that. But when we were attacking, I don't know. It just felt he wasn't in the places that I expect Matty Godden to be. There were some yeah. balls, which some great balls from Hadji Wright across the six yard box. I'm thinking, well, if he's there, then knocking that in, then you sort of go, 
that that that's the poacher. That do you know what I mean? That's that he, there he is finishing off those moves. But it, but he wasn't, and I just sort of again felt like he looked slightly behind, behind the pace of the game. I thought like yeah, it, it, it was everything seemed to be a little bit too quick for him, really. Well, I, I, yeah, and that, I think that that it stands out actually. I think with Sakamoto, with O'Hare, with Haji Wright, he then stands out as clearly being obviously the slowest. You know, and he sort of visibly looks the slowest. You know, he, he's very, you know, he's an honest player. He works extremely hard. Um, I'll never, I'll never begrudge his commitment. No, to, no, to, and, and, know, and I love him for that. And for the and... club, but it's just like, he just seems to be, and this is an age thing. Of course it is. It's, it's just like, he's just slowing down. He just can't keep up with the pace of what we're playing at. That's, that's, that's how I feel things are. Well, well, yes. Yeah, exactly. So it was, it was, yeah, that was a surprise to see him start again. I mean, when was his last goal? I want to say it was Millwall, that rebound from Hadji Wright, I think. Um, so he hasn't scored in several games. Um, Sakamoto has now gone level with him in terms of on, on six goals, league goals. Hadji Wright's obviously gone clear as, as top goal scorer, which is obviously, I think, what we all want to see. It's but, one uh, goal in 16 matches. It was that one, uh, against one goal against yeah. Millwall, yeah. So he's, he's not in form. He's... You know, I, I sort of had this, these discussions at the start of the season when he was scoring all those goals, feeling like actually, in a way, it was sort of having a uh, and sort of a negative effect on like the team. Do you know what I mean? And obviously, we're now playing and it's well, and and it, he's sort of like struggling for form. So I, I don't know what the answer is um, because he's not going to suddenly get this extra yard of pace, is, is he? You know. Um, See, I was critical of this contract, the new contract, two plus plus one with the one being in his favour. It takes him to 35 years old, eventually at the end of his contract. It's, it's, it didn't seem like, it didn't seem like good business to be at the, at the time. Maybe a year extension. So, so, so five. say that again. So his contract's till when? So it'll be till 20, till he's, till he's 35. So what, till 2025? With an option to 2026? Yes. And the option's in his favour, you said? Yes. Right. Well, what does that mean then? So he can just sign an extension, oh. a one-year extension, right. whatever he likes. Oh, I see. Okay, so he'll do so, that then. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course yeah, he's going to okay. do that. Well, look, listen, I, I don't have a problem with that. And and I, I'm sure, you know, and obviously when I spoke to Matty Godden at the, you know, the Meet the Players event with him and Ellis Sims, you know, his passion for the club, like you said, cannot be questioned. He, you know, he loves the club and I think you'd obviously want to stay. But I think obviously we spoke about it, me, you and Dave Moore, about the sort of changing of the guard in terms of, you know, the, the three obvious ones are God and Kelly and Fads. Fads and Kelly aren't, you know, one's an unused sub, one's not even make it in the squad, you know, and then Godden is still playing. But I think him is like third choice, do you know what I mean, in that role? Or coming on like he did against Middlesbrough, or bringing him on when you, you you need a fox in the box to try and get a goal, I think is a suitable role for him. It, it, it comes down to what he wants, I think, in terms of, you know, I mean, Robbins isn't isn't blind. I think earlier on in the season, we, we said this, and I, I was sort of flabbergasted that he never got taken off. It, I think the first game he got taken off was about 10 games into the season. And it was like, wow, this guy's playing every minute of every game. But now Robbins is even, well, he's not starting him. It, it'll take him, he'll haul him off sort of thing. And yeah, I I want to see Matty Godden in form. And the thing is, I know here there'll be another little purple patch at some point in this season. It could, And it could be a crucial one. You know, at the end of last year when he scored a couple of important goals against Reading and because you know he can finish but I do feel with this system that that bit of pace is just 
just holding him back, I think. Yeah, 26 is the uh, is the option. So he's, his contract expires in 25. So another another year, basically, after this summer, which mm. you kind of feel that's probably the ideal time to to maybe move him on at that point. Um, so yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens there. But like you said, I think against Middlesbrough, when he came onto the pitch, he looked much more lively. Yeah, like he agreed. got like he got up to speed with the the pace of the game quicker. Yeah, uh, yeah, hundred percent. It's like when when you're watching the game, maybe you can you know react to it quicker than when you're actually in the game. Does but that also, make sense? He's also coming on knowing, I don't know how long he came on for, but like that thing of we're winning three one. You've got like, twenty minutes. Use all, all ev- just, use yeah, everything. Use all your got. energy. Yeah, and I, I wonder whether sometimes when he's starting, you know, he could be playing the full ninety minutes. He could be playing eighty. Does that sort of pe- not pacing himself a bit, but like. He's obviously on for a much longer period, I, you know. And he almost—he actually looked like potentially nicking a goal against Middlesbrough. That rebound. And there's a couple of moments where I thought I could get a goal here. So I think that's his role. I think I think he can come on, press defenders for 20 minutes and just you know leave them non-stop. Don't you know give them any moments rest. Um, I think that's that's his role. I think. Yeah. Um, and there'll be the odd game where he can start. I'm sure he'll probably start on Saturday. Yeah. We'll I'll just talk about that. that. Yeah. But um, yeah, he needs a goal. He needs a goal. I think. Uh, and someone who did get a goal was was Liam Walsh early in this game. Uh, again, like we are the makers of our our own downfall, aren't we? Again, like clearing the lines. I said it against Middlesbrough in the group chat. Like we have a real issue with just clearing the ball. Most of the goals we seem to concede always seems to come from us failing to clear our lines, and it was exactly the same here. Yeah. Um... Well, it was poor, wasn't it? I mean, we had a couple of opportunities to clear it, and then, and then Jamie Allen just I don't know this. I don't know what dilly and dallying, um, and and then obviously they just slotted it in, and you just obviously it was at the other end to to where I sit, but it was just it was infuriating because I thought that is the most that reminded me of one of the goals we concede like in the last couple of seasons. That's a trademark Coventry City goal, like no pressure. And then, and and that 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 really disappointed me with Alan because it was like he wasn't up to the speed of the game and he just wasn't. It was almost like a training exercise. Like, oh, he's done a heavy touch. That's right, we'll go again. But it's like, no, this is a match, mate. I mean, we're one nil down already. You know, because of a mistake which you can't afford to make uh, at this level. Uh, I think that really played into the atmosphere of the game. I thought it was so flat in the CBS. Like, there was no excitement. I didn't feel like the drum. The drummer played a lot. Like, there was not much singing. Just felt really. It didn't help. I know. So it didn't help. I think Swansea at home is a weird one. We don't have a don't have a very good record against them at all. Um, so then to to then go behind, it just felt like oh, a sort of deja vu. I was getting yeah. you know, from previous games when played Swansea. Um, but but obviously, I guess the positive and I, my fear was that it was going to stay one nil for God knows how long until and, sh- the game. and really struggle to get back yeah. into the game. Yeah. yeah. But the instant reply was obviously the key the key factor. Um, Palmer in the thick of things again. I think he's another just, assist. Yeah, he's just he's he's so good. Like I don't know how really know how to explain. He feels like a luxury player, but he does just the ludicrous stuff at times. You feel like you should be so far ahead of this level. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but some of his his, his strength, his dribbling, and yeah, and he, and you can see he's his mind is 
mentally he's on it like he's incredible he's so a focused. step ahead of everybody yeah like he knows what's going to happen the next in that next phase of play but, but i also i guess last season for example i feel like yeah he was a step ahead of everyone obviously before he got injured but i feel like there's players around him now who actually like sakamoto is equal o'hare equal you know I mean? bringing, out the, best, bringing, out, the bringing best out the best bringing out the best yeah so because he's he's making these passes and then there's other players we've got who yeah tactically and, and technically that are on that level whereas i feel like in previous seasons he's sort of he's, he's had people where he's doing stuff people haven't made these runs because they've just not they're not believed that he can do it or they're not seeing the opportunity so brilliant little ball from him just a little perfect perfectly weighted lovely nick around the corner for, for obviously had you right to run on to Haji's game makes me laugh like it's it's like borderline ridiculous because one minute he does something outrageous like this goal he sort of stops and then decides to run with the ball and then brilliant finish and then the next minute he's up the other end he can't control the ball like it's just like yeah. he's such an enigma it it's is, so odd but, I, but that's a real shift actually around where, where i sit people i think have started seeing that actually regardless of this sort of weird like he's clearly gonna do something stupid in the game he impacts the game every game without a shadow of a doubt he'll get he will have what one or two clear chances at least he will then make one or two clear chances at least he's impacting the game and we spoke about Godden at the top of the uh, the pod and the lack of impact when that's where people go oh, he's just sort of missing had you not never missing he's always there and yes he he does some sit, stuff where you I mean that goal again. I thought. I thought if Vic does that goal, people would be absolutely raving. raving. Yeah. I mean the way he sort of shapes on his right, and obviously I was right behind it, and I thought, wow. I thought, wow. But that looks like an eight million pound player there. Like the confidence, the celebration, everything. And then you go to the second half where all he's got to do is head it back across goal. <laughs> oh, that and one, yeah. And it's just like oh. skimmed off his head, fifty p head, and gone. That, and I'm thinking, no. But look, he's looking more bullish with the ball out left. Like, I mean, it was a great, obviously the goal itself, fantastic strike. And then I think it was shortly after that as well, when he's, he, he's believing in himself to stand up defenders now, isn't he? Go down yeah. the line, whip that ball across. And as I touched on earlier, no one was in the box and it was a great ball. It was, it was too far for the keeper to get. And it was on the edge of the six yard box. I, I do like had you right. And as I was sort of saying, I think people around me, the ones who were slagging him off for literally, even Josh Eccles would do a poor corner and somehow it was Hadji Wright's fault. Now, <laughs> they people are seeing that he's contributing. So actually, they'll give me like a little look because they know that I've, I've always backed him, but they, they don't, they're not slating him now, even when he does something bad because they know that actually, yes, he's got this option to have this brain fart moment, but he's also got this moment, he's got the ability to do something that wins us a match. I, uh, my dad's one of those and I wind him up big time. Like when, when he scored the goal, I was like, that's what, that's what he's about. Look at him. Super, super quality. And then obviously that header, my dad just turned to me and just gave me a stare. Yeah. That's exactly what <laughs> the guy did in front of me. And I said, look, I never said he's perfect, man. <laughs> you he know, wouldn't be uh, in the championship if he was, you know what I mean? No. It's just, um, it's part and parcel. We're going to get some good and we're going mean, to get I, some well, bad. I, I laugh. I think, imagine how would our fans have reacted if we'd spent the same amount of money on, um, that Sunderland striker who Southampton bought, his name Ross just Stewart. escaped me. Yeah, who's then been injured the entire time. I mean, yes. what on earth would our fans be saying about that? But no, he's very, very, uh, he does make me laugh, Hadji right? But I, but the, I think the key indicator would be, just sort of slightly jumping ahead, it, if he was to sort of be injured, right, for a period of time, I think a lot of these people who sort of slag him off would be like, oh no, that's a blow. I think their gut reaction would now would be like, oh no, 
Because he's because, not replaceable on the left though as well, because no. we haven't got anybody to fill no. in that role. You'd probably be you'd probably be looking at the silver playing in there. The silver or, or or could he put Palmer there like you when he brought him on against Middlesbrough? Yeah, be interesting. But are you gonna get the work rate from Palmer coming back? Yeah, like I mean probably. Hadji's work rate is is off the scale. Like Well it's improved, just, isn't it? Yeah, massive. He pops up mm. you know, on the edge of his own box more often than not, defending. Yep. It's um yeah, it's good to see like his work rate is is terrific and very underappreciated. Yep. I feel. Um, I want to talk about Matt Grimes as well. Like, I thought the only time that sort of Swansea threatened is when he was in control of the ball. Like everything they attempted seemed to come through him. He feels like the perfect fit to go alongside Chief, doesn't he? If yeah, he's, he's attempting a very good away. Player. It's so annoying that he plays for Swansea. I guess my only my only sort of pushback on that would be. Does he not do what Sheaf does? And could, do we not need someone who's a little bit more sort of forward thing? Like No, I, I think he's totally different to Sheaf. He's very sideways, though. I did feel like every, like, and that's what Sheaf can happily do that. Uh, no, but he was finding passes yeah. through through gaps and stuff. I mean, I game. agree. I, 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 if we signed if we signed him today, I'd be, yeah, I'd be buzzing. I'd be thinking, yeah, that's a, a statement of intent. But yeah, I agree. But I, I sort of feel like. I don't know, I was sort of, again, watching, you know, on New Year's Day as well and thinking, it's mad, like, if you just literally put Hamer there, do you know what I mean? That 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 mould, someone who can, because I feel like you, you spoke about this and you said this in the group chat, I feel like she's having to try and do several roles um, and he's trying to do more than what maybe he needs to do because obviously in the absence of that sort of central midfielder, um, I feel like we'll see the best of Sheaf, even though his numbers actually are very, very good this year. I think we'll see even more from him if he can then just simplify his game and focus on one aspect that he needs to do. So, yeah, you know, Grimes did look very good. I mean, they, they've got a couple of decent players, Swansea. But Cullen, obviously, he struck his free kick quite well. Um, that you know, young, they had that young lad out on the right-hand side, yeah. which they seem to aim for De Silva every single time. I think that's a real negative on De Silva's game is defending when the ball goes over the back of him. Yeah, he was poor in that game. He that's a that's a real it sticks out to me quite a bit. Every sort of game we've had where De Silva's played left back, they've attempted to go over the top of him, obviously because of his uh height. But he sort of really struggles to sort of find the best position to defend against that. Because it's yeah. easily easily defendable. Well, like you said, they kept they kept doing it, didn't they? From left back just pinging these, yeah, those crossfield balls. And he, he just he looked at a little, it was a poor performance from him actually. It was a, I was a bit disappointed. I, I actually put a bit of blame on that to, to Binks as well. I, I you know I've not been his biggest fan, Binks, and I didn't think he was very good at all. And I don't think he's been. He very was good. too close to Thomas the whole game. There was a big gap between yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Binks, Binks and, Binks and, and De Silva, Silva yeah. because he was too close to Thomas. Yeah. And again, you sort of don't realise what you've got until it's missing. I just thought you know we spoke about kitchen. It's a bit. Sometimes. It's a bit like this podcast where we're not on. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, but you know, look, obviously, I knew I expected Binks to be a bit rusty, and I actually was a little anxious about the game, as I said on that the preview pod, um, only because the defense had looked impenetrable, and then obviously we give away that sloppy goal. That wasn't Binks's fault, but again, suddenly it seems to coincide with a, you know slightly different back four. But obviously, we responded, and all in all, I thought he did he did okay um, in that game. I thought. I, one one plus point for Binks, I thought he brought the ball out a lot more than I than thought we ever he saw would. him in about five. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and he he did some really nice passing out out wide to to Hadji at times. 
couple of penetrative passes as well. Um, so that that was good saying. He, he actually did that again against uh, against Middlesbrough. But I think defensively, you're right. He's seeing... not a defender. I don't. See, I don't think he's a, that good a defender. I really don't. I don't think he reads the against Middlesbrough again. There, for, you know, I know we'll talk about it. But like there was balls going in between him and Bidwell. And I thought he, that's not happening when Kitchen's there. And I guess the biggest compliment I could play pay Thomas is that I thought Thomas looked as good, you know, yeah. without Kitchen there. And I was a bit worried about that he might downgrade his performance, but actually I thought he was very, very good. And he stood up and yeah, it's clear who the, the two centre backs are, you know. I think Biggs looked better in the five at the back mm-hmm. than the four. That's yeah. where, you know, obviously that's where he played during that that period we played with a back five. Yes. He looked solid in that in that period. So maybe that's that's more of his game rather than the the four. Um obviously Ellis Sims made it two one where he stole stole the goal. What was your thoughts on that actually? Because I looked at obviously Twitter and, and the like. You can't seem to win, can you? Because like yeah. if Sims doesn't smash that in, then people would moan if a defender got back and clear off the goes line wide, or went it, wide. Yeah, people would be at people would be apoplectic. But then obviously if he taps it in and then the flag goes up. People <laughs> or be you go, oh, you stole Hadji's goal. Well, I mean, to be that look, that that's well for any you know, reasonable fan that 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 didn't cross my mind. It was only I thought, oh god, if the flag goes up now because he's <laughs> offside, because it's obviously when you watch it back, it's clearly going like almost half a yard in, inside the post. But but that was brilliant from Hadji. Great ball from Sakamoto, and again th- that was another moment where I would go, there's a real player there in Hadji, like cushioned it down it's going in and, and perfect that, header that, well, down that, as well i was disappointed to be fair because i then said to the the guy who sits in front of me i said listen if he gets a hatch today mate you're gonna get haji's face tattooed on your ass <laughs> and he agreed to it and then i checked the thing and saw it had gone down to sims's goal so i was i was disappointed about that but uh but no it, sims needed that but it was just a shame because it was announced as haji's goal so he didn't get that goal scoring moment yeah. at the cbs which is i think what we've all said he needed but no up to three goals for him um, and it was, yeah, important. And then we went full Coventry City in the 93rd minute, not being clinical with the chances. We mentioned the, the Hadji chance um, in in that second half. I think there was a couple, I think O'Hare, O'Hare forced a great save, good save yeah. as well. Uh, but again, panic mode set in, didn't it? It's so frustrating, giving away that free kick and, you know, the real sucker punch for the equaliser. Yeah, I mean... It was weird, like we were sort of panicky, but I, I didn't feel like they were going to score. Like, yeah, I didn't feel play. threatened. I, it was, you know, that remember the Huddersfield game when we did concede late, and but we went all panicky. And Robbins even said it was like we were all over the shop. I didn't feel like we were necessarily completely all over the shop. I didn't feel like they were going to score from open play. You know, there's certain games where you get a real bad vibe, and I, I thought this is ominous. I didn't feel that, but again, as soon as then uh, Sheaf gave that free kick away, I thought. I don't know, it just didn't look right from where I was sat. Did not look right. And I thought, they're going to score here. And, and lo and behold, they did. So it was, yeah, that was obviously deflating to concede, the, you know, basically the last kick of the game. I um, think it was like three players got dragged towards the ball, didn't they, for the free kick. And then if you leave a you know a trailing leg in there. Oh, they just he falls over. The ref will always give the free kick. Yeah. Always. Yeah. No, yeah, doubt, I, no doubt. And then the wall. Obviously, a lot of chat about the wall situation. I think for me, the wall is fine. Like it covered the left side. I think the blame for me goes on on Collins because it, it it's on his side. Uh, yeah, I, I, that, that's as simple as I'd go with it. To be fair, I feel like, I mean, 
he does hit it well and he does hit it in the corner. I, I don't look at it and go, oh, he has to be saving that. But I feel like he'd back himself that side of, you know, if it, if it goes over the wall into the top corner, we go, damn, great free kick. Or it's the wall's fault if they don't do something right. I mean, the only other thing was, there was those bunch of players, O'Hare and a couple of Swansea players, where the ball went through that gap between the wall and then that other cluster of players. And I know you watch it back, slow mo's easy, and you think, oh, if, you know, if it just hit someone there and bounced out, then you know, we'd have won the game. But it was one of those, I think there's a lot of positives to take from the performance all in all. Um, you know, they didn't tear us open at the end. It was just just a sucker punch free kick. Man of the match then, to wrap this one up. I'd go, yeah, I'd go Hadji Wright. I thought... I'd... Yeah, I think it's close I th- between him and Sheaf. Yeah, I, I thought Sheaf was good. I just think, I thought the goal, I thought the, the balls he put in, the obviously assist, but, you know, the header for Sims, I thought that, I thought he contributed a lot. Um, and I think we need him to be our match, a match winner and do those moments. And I think he did, you know, did, did enough of those. And yeah, Sheaf, good mention to him as well. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, let's move on to the game on New Year's Day versus Middlesbrough. Long trip to, to the Riverside. Fantastic following for the for the Sky Blues as well, going up there. After what would be a very expensive Christmas period as well, let's not forget. Um, Mark Robbins reverted back to to what we found to be the strongest 11, obviously minus, minus Kitching serving the second game of his free match suspension. And it felt like the right thing to do, Ross, going back to, to what we knew, what we know, and going against a, a very much depleted Borough side. Yeah, I mean, their bench was all, all youngsters. Um, you know, they had you know, decent enough start in 11, but there was nothing on the bench. And obviously, Van Avak coming back in, Bidwell coming back in. You know, obviously we didn't really speak about Van Avak in the Swansea game, but obviously him, he, he had just so much, doesn't he? So obviously, you know, and it filled me with confidence. Obviously, like you said, no kitchen, but but everything else was pretty sort of, you know, self-explanatory. And obviously Sims getting the other opportunity to lead the line, which was pretty evident, I think, once. He obviously didn't start against Swansea. So, yeah, I was pretty happy with the lineup. Um, and for the first five minutes, I thought we We're started okay. really well. Yeah, yeah we, we looked, I thought, oh, yeah looking confident as we should be, you know, every right to be confident. And then it all changed on one ball. Um, that one pass where it just, could, again, I don't think that is gets to where it needs to get to when, if Kitchen's playing. I, I just feel like everything seemed to be down Binks's, you know, side. And then Collins <laughs> comes out and I was thinking, oh no, you know, and they take it around him and I thought goal and it was unbelievable um, clearance. Yeah. Uh, if it felt like yeah, the tider had definitely changed Turned, with that with yeah, that chance, yeah. and we were up against that 
yeah. first half, big time. I mean, Collins made a string of really, really good saves. Uh, there was a period where then they had four or five chances in like 10 minutes. We and couldn't get just out. Felt we, we, have just to, get... we just have to get control of this ball somehow. But I mean, they, again, clearing the lines, clearing the lines, Ross, every yeah. single time. It's just that ability to, to say sometimes you've just got to boot the ball up the pitch, get the second ball, win the second ball. Relieve the pressure a bit, yeah. Yeah, I listened to the, the Peter Crouch podcast with Neil Warnock yesterday, and he was saying the same thing. Sometimes it's okay doing all this tippy-tappy stuff here and there, but sometimes you just got to get the ball up the pitch and fight for that second ball. And that's something we need to bring into our game. It's it's frustrating me a lot that we seem to always feel like we the only way out is to tippy-tappy around. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it isn't. Maybe that's the next. That's the next step of, um, you know, the like. I know the Sims it's decision. Role or whatever. It's decision, it's decision making. making. Right, yeah. I guess the other thing is though. I guess I almost felt like early on in the season we were way the other way in terms of because we almost felt like we still had Vic. A, 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 any opportunity it was, we would avoid the short pass and just like play this long ball in the channel, you know, for the sort of sake of it. So I think we've probably gone too far, maybe too often trying to play out, but you know, it's getting results. And I mean, they had 12 corners in the game. I'd love to know how many of those were in the first half. It felt like probably the vast majority of them. Yeah. There was a period. I mean, Collins, that was his best game. It was shot stopping wise. Um, some excellent saves. Um, what's your, what's your thoughts on him overall? Collins. Um, yeah, I think, look, I can't, I can't argue with obviously the, you know, the form of the team and the, and obviously the clean sheets in this period, this run um, since he's come in. I was impressed with him actually against Middlesbrough because that I had had some thoughts of he's clearly obviously oozes confidence on the ball. His distribution is obviously a step up from Wilson. There's always going to be kicks that go out of play. That's just the nature of the beast. You see it every goal he does it. But the one question mark had been how good is he a shot stopper? Because I will back Ben Wilson. Um, you know, I think Ben is a a really good shot stopper. So actually this game made me go, actually, yeah, he can make some match winning saves ultimately because it kept us in the game. What, what, what are your thoughts? I'm not convinced. Really? Yeah. I, I, I'm i not convinced we have a good goalkeeper. I'm convinced we've got two adequate goalkeepers. I don't think we have a really good goalkeeper. And that's, that's one thing I would look at rectifying in, in the summer. Um, Especially if, if someone like Rotherham go down and we can grab their keeper uh, on the cheap, then you know I'd be I'd be very happy about that. I think Collins for me he seems to struggle to catch it under pressure. He seems to parry stuff a lot. Yeah, he's got this thing of sort of patting the ball down before gathering. So if sort of shot comes in, he pats the ball down before catching it when it's an easy catch, or if the ball is played along the floor, he seems to sort of push it slightly out to the side and then grab it. I don't think that's a sign of a good goalkeeper for me. I'm just not like yeah. confident in that ability to sort of catch the ball, which But but then but then having said that Which is what we he, had with Lee Birch, to be fair. It like, is, that's but, why we called him Dracula. But but, but yeah, but but the but the other thing that Colin in his defence, there was corner kicks, mate, where I'm not joking, Wilson whatever in goal any corner, even as close in the six-yard box it would come, it would never be caught. He did catch. He did catch some from yeah, the corners, which does. does... It, I'm not saying he does it, doesn't yeah. do it when he. 
he doesn't do it all the time. He yeah. doesn't do enough for me. That's probably the way, the best way of putting it. I just not, I'm not convinced he's got. He's commanding way. enough, do you? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I just feel like there's, there's a little bit lacking there, and maybe it will come in time, more confidence in with the team and stuff. And I can't knock obviously what he's done. He kept some. He kept this in yeah, game. Who do you think? So who, who would you prefer to be in goal? Um, I think with the way we play with four now, I would rather see Collins because I think his distribution is key. Yeah, but with a five, I think Wilson is perfectly fine to to yeah. play in a five. Because with when you play a four, you need the keeper. If the way we play, we you need the keeper to be confident on the ball and be able to put a pass out. And I think Collins has got that. He's, Collins is better than that at that than Wilson is. Yeah. Whereas if you play with a five, you've got the extra man back there automatically to be the anchor for the pass, the spare man. Whereas Collins needs to be that in a four. So um, horses for courses for me in that regard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right, let's talk about the... Uh, well, we mentioned their goal already uh, with with Coburn obviously drifting in the middle of the fence to, to, to turn it in. And we reacted quickly again, Ross. Four minutes later, level through Sakamoto. A very good corner. I'm going to give him his due here, Josh Eccles. Very yes. good corner. Incredible save. For, was it a save or did it hit the bar? I don't know. From uh, Thomas. It's difficult. I think, I, I, yeah, it's difficult to, to know really. I've, I've seen, I spent a lot of spare time watching all these Middlesbrough vlogs. <laughs> um, but and even, it's still hard to tell. But no, yeah, very good corner. Great header from Thomas. And whether it hit the bar or was saved. Um, the it's finish great is great, isn't it? Oh, the finish is so composed. Like to, to hit it, you know, when the ball's coming out like that, with all the bodies in front of him, it'd be easy to sort of snatch at it snatch, and just send yeah. it over the bar or scuff it wide. But to find the corner, fantastic. And, you know, that it felt like a bit like when we equalised against Cardiff when we hadn't really deserved, you know, and things had looked a bit ominous. And suddenly find ourselves 1-1. It was like, right, we won the jackpot here. And, and settled keeping... us down a lot, didn't it? It did. And we had we had another big chance, didn't we, shortly after? Yeah. Had you right, did everything right. <laughs> and then the, until the finish was wrong, oh. wrong, wrong. I oh, just remember but... that now. This is what we're talking about. You're going to get some good, you're going to get some bad. It's so frustrating. But like, I think it was, was it Sakamoto or whoever played the, the ball pass, over to him. Sakamoto, yeah. Pass over to Unreal. him. And, then, and he does it unbelievably well, Hadji. Like, he brings it down on his chest, comes inside, and you're thinking, if he finds the back of the net here. That's one of the goals of the year. And then he just, well, yeah, he just sends it just into space. But, but again, so we finished the first half with that little flurry. Um, but yeah, we were we were fortunate to be in at one one. I say fortunate. Brad Collins made really great saves. To be fair to him, so that's why we want to keep her us. That's why you yeah. allowed someone to use their hands in the in the yes, middle of the exactly. Net. But that one in particular from Engel, where he like sort of chipped, yeah, sort of you know you know your golf mate, and it was just like little little dink mate, and it looked like it was like going in, and he just yeah came across and tipped it over, which was uh, yeah brilliant save. So yeah, all, all in all, I was buzzing at one one because I knew we were going to play better in the second half. And you knew they were going to tire. I mean, this has been pretty much the same 12 or 13 players they've used in, you know, eight or nine games. Big Christmas period as well. Nothing on the bench really to affect the game at any sort of top-end level. You knew they were going to tire at some point. And in the second half, we we played on that. You know, we asserted our dominance, a tactical change as well. I don't know if you noticed, but the fullbacks were 10 yards further up the pitch than they, they were in that first half. Uh, we used the channels a lot more, tried to pin them in those areas on the side of the pitch where they didn't want to be. 
they, they couldn't really defend those those sides of the pitches and that's where we we found fortune in the in the second half yeah i mean yeah just when the fullbacks are up like that it it's very difficult for them to get out because you know bidwell overlapping haji or whether it's milan overlapping um tatsu Either when the ball comes out, then Sheaf and Eccles, they can then just do that their, their job perfectly. They just mop it up. Or if it goes beyond them, Binks, then suddenly Binks had a much better second half because he, he was in the right, but he was in the positions that I would become accustomed to seeing kitching in. Thomas was brilliant again. And we just we were able to sustain attacks and that and that and that's allowing us to just build tie pressure. teams out, build pressure. And it felt it felt like it was coming, you know, and obviously we had that huge chance for Sims, didn't we? Um I thought he had a really good second half. Like yeah, I thought he, he was absolutely key in like how the game changed. Like he really forced their center halves to to run, get pin them into corners. I mean, he was unlucky to get not get on the the score sheet for for the second. Obviously, Hadji stole it from him, a role reversal. Um, but a great save as well from the initial shot. Great, great save from that. He had obviously yeah. He struck that well. And obviously before that, like I say, he had that chance where Hadji headed it back into over his path bar. and he should score yeah. that over, over the bar or hit the target at least. So yeah, he was involved. And even even simple things like when he had the ball in the channel, he'd knock it past the defender, run in and force the defender to have to like slide and clear it out for a corner. Godden just hasn't got the pace to do that. So they would literally just sweep it up and play it back to the goalie and, and we wouldn't get the corner from that. So I think that his physical presence was causing problems a nuisance really and like you say that initial shot was good good save and he did well to react quickest then poke it towards goal again and obviously Hadji was there to make up for the goal that he was like you say he was uh, robbed on the and you could see they obviously joked about it as they ran off yeah yeah and that's and, uh... that's that was nice to see um, yeah a bit of fun between them because it obviously they'll they'll be selfish in the in the way that they want to score goals themselves but they'll also be happy for teammates and I suppose they'll be really happy for Sims Get himself back into the fold a little bit with with this game and his performance in that in that second half, especially, and getting on the obviously the score sheet against Swansea. Yeah, a goal and assist last couple of games, and then his contribution in the middle of the game was obviously, yeah, so much more. Getting shots off, getting in the positions to get to, to get chances. Well, you know. he, he built space for sat their uh, tats to, to to head in for the for the oh, third goal. Yeah, so, you know defenders. those little those little little things. I don't think people see that. They just see the goals and assists no. and the touches, you know, that kind of stuff. He's a big guy and, and not, not all strikers would occupy a defender like in, in the way that he does. You know, he, he's a big guy, big hair. You can see him. Do you know what I mean, it's, like, it's automatic. A it's, it's, a, it's a mindset thing for the defence, isn't it? They, they know they're going to have to deal with this big fellow up front and then it might take their eye off the ball. For the little, yeah, to... little player, you know. And, yeah. and Tatsu is that absolute player where you just... You, 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 defenders be like, where, where, where's he gone? Where am I going? Yeah, and then all of a sudden he's he's there, and I mean he was fantastic, wasn't he? In the second half, yeah, and uh, in that third goal, like for me, one of the goals of the season so far. Like it was, it was just a brilliantly worked goal through the lines. I mean, Eccles, I've given him some pouters in the past, but a terrific performance in this game. I thought that yeah. was a world class pass through two defenders into Sheaf to really start the move off, and it ends with Bidwell on the floor. Somehow wedging a a nice little fifty six <laughs> degree to the to the to the back stick, uh, brilliant cross. Oh, I don't know how he did it. Like it's just well, and also his Harland run makes me laugh. You see how he runs like Harland. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a bad. I actually think it's a bad pass from Hadji. 
It's slightly overhit, isn't it? Yeah. It's slightly but, and but, somehow he gets 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 to it. But what I love a bit well is he he's, he does it a few times. Like often when he's trying to clear something, and he, but he puts himself on the floor like well earlier Why? than you think he would, needs to <laughs> but be. But somehow gets gets <laughs> and it. Somehow gets it. And then I've been wanting us to do sort of a bit more floated balls to the back post in those positions rather than like trying to you know smash it across. And then and then it, like you say, well, we spoke about Sims occupying the space, and then Tatsu's there and. I thought, yes, that is a goal that we would concede. Do you know what I mean? To like a, a, a decent side. Yeah. I thought to see us doing that move. I mean, Hadji was picking up space even before that. He'd had a couple of sighters where he'd like ran in and Bidwell overlapping. And you thought, yeah, we're, we're going to cause cause some issues here. But uh, And then O'Hare as well, he was involved in, in a lot. He probably won't get the the sort of praise from this yeah. game because of the, the other players. But he, those one-twos, he, he, all the time he was giving Bidwell or Hadji an option. To pack, like an easy option unmarked and that allowed us to keep the possession and, and we didn't have to like force anything and he just ticked everything over very nicely you're so key to have that type of player in that position when we play the formation we do because it's the, it's the link it's the link we spoke about this more often than not the early part of the season is that we had that we ha- we missed a link between each area of the pitch we when Sheaf wasn't there we missed that link between the midfield and the defense when O'Hare or Palmer's not there we missed that link between the the midfield and the forward line well that's why Hamer's absence was felt way more at the start because obviously O'Hare wasn't fit either and, and what Hamer obviously had been doing is he was doing basically both roles at the back of the last season we had no cams everyone remembers they're all injured so suddenly O'Hare coming back in Sakamoto finding form. Suddenly you go, actually, Eccles and Sheaf can actually, in that game, that second half, they can do the simple things. Control. Just control. control. Yeah. And they both are capable of doing that. And yeah, it was, you know, yeah, it was brilliant from O'Hare. And then even Palmer came on and again, his his strength to just dribble and knock it past you, but his confidence is like You've seen the strength of the squad there, Ross, aren't you? Because there's no drop off in performance when we're making changes. You know, it could have been four or five, really, in the end. And I think that's really key in what we want to achieve this year is that when we bring other players into the fold, they need to be at the level of the first team. And they are showing that. Yeah. You know, De Silva coming on, you know, in, in front of Bidwell and you've got um, Latibodier coming on and again, con- continuing that sort of control in, in, in midfield. And I, I think that's the other thing, you know, at the start of the season, you know, we all thought, oh yeah, he could play there, but it looked like Robbins had no plans to play him in centre mid, so we felt very short. But suddenly now he clearly is happy to put him there, and and again he's just carrying it on, and, and you feel confident. That's the biggest thing, like you say. There's no drop off. The people coming on, you go actually. O'Hare coming off in the past would have made me go, oh no, God, what <laughs> like, we got to replace that with? Yeah, and then Palmer's now, there. You go, oh okay, more than adequate to and to yeah, and again he that. was making things happen. Godden, as we spoke about at the top. Um, he came on look, and actually looked lively and actually was more involved in things because yeah. we were sustaining those attacks. He was, he was, yeah, he was, was getting involved. So yeah, all in all, the second half performance, we, we, I mean, I've listened to a few Middlesbrough things and I mean, the reason why they looked good in the first half is one, they played well, but also we were, we were off it and we were poor. Um, and the second half, yes, they'd say they tired, but once we stepped, once we turned it on, we looked levels above them in yeah. that second half, um, which, Considering we were both in the playoffs, we've both lost key players. I think it shows that we're we're ahead of them in our, in our progression. And I think that's exciting. 100%. Uh, I suppose there's only one place the man of the match can, can go to for this game. Yes. The Sakamoto. land of the rising sun. Yes. Sakamoto, he was, he was, I mean, he should have, he was unlucky not to get a hat trick. His, his yeah. passing 
yeah, he's he's unlucky really. He's only got he's got six goals now, two assists. He's unlucky to only be on two assists really because you know the one against Swansea, if that had been Hadji's goal, that'd have been a Sakamoto assist in the against Middlesbrough. That he's those balls, he's 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 getting the way to them, bang on now, pinging them over to the far post. And he's just the dribbling. confidence, isn't it? It's oozing oh. through him. And what I love with him, the biggest thing is that like him and Milan, their communication in terms of like if Milan's got forward and he and, you know the attack breaks down or something. Sakamoto is back in that right back slot, like that that link up. You've seen the pairs now. We spoke about it. You know, initially it was like eleven strangers, just st- everyone sticking almost to their positions because they didn't know well, if I wander out, who's going to cover for me. Yeah. Whereas now you, you literally see it. Bidwell and Hadji have got that understanding. Yeah, because like you said earlier on, Hadji his his defensive work now. He knows where he needs to be going, and he's doing it. And actually, because they all get on, you can see that everyone's fighting for each other now. Which well, you look like. at look when goal. I love looking at the reverse cameras, right? When when goals are scored, just look at the other players towards yeah. the the back who are not involved in you know the goal. Have a look at their reaction to when we score. I mean, Bidwell. Have a look at the goal, the first goal, and Bidwell is pumping the like the floor. Yes, yeah, and he's not even in, in the mix. Like, well, it's because it, he's it, best mates with Tatsu, mate. He's just in scenes. <laughs> he's always there. Like, he loves him. It means so much to everybody. And now yeah. we're seeing like, and the bench. I love watching the bench on yeah. Sixteen If you can see that the great vlog, the fact... there's a great vlog. Yes, you see... Middlesbrough, and he sits right behind. Yeah, but do you even in like the CBS, you sit fads and that they're all they're stood up like fans as soon as it gets into like an attacking position. So it is everyone's united at, at you know as one really, which is as I say, we've come a long way from everyone hating each other and wanting to you know kill each other at the start of the season. Apparently, so yeah, no, fantastic to see and a brilliant, brilliant win. Talking of United, Oxford on... <laughs> it is Oxford United, isn't it? It is, yes. Yeah, that's yeah. a great transition. Um, FA Cup, third round on Saturday. Early kickoff as well, which is peculiar, but but there you go. Um, now, I hear, I'm hear i hearing lots of different thoughts with regards to this. How, how do you approach this one? Because obviously it seems like a free hit really for both sides. Uh, it's not going to define each of a season. For us, obviously, the championship is is super important. Even for Oxford, they're in fifth in League One. I suppose the league is way more important for them as well. If you were Mark Robbins, what? How would you approach this? So I think last year we 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 got burned, didn't we? And it was sort of a similar period of time where we we obviously played Wrexham. He made a much changed side. Obviously, we didn't have the depth that we have now, and we obviously we know what happened. We lost, and then after that, we had like Norwich. We lost to them, lost to Burnley. And suddenly then we we were in this little mode of oh, two defeats in a row. Or, we're on the back foot. Or, you know, and and I think going into Leicester the following week, you know, we, we could lose that game. I believe we can win it. But if if we've got if we go in knowing that we're in the next round of the FA Cup and possibly we've made a big a big tie. A, a, a bit more def- of a buzz in there. There's a buzz, but also game. less because if we lose to Oxford and then you lose to Leicester, you know, and had to say a repeat to that Norwich performance last year at home, when, you know, four two or something, you then go into the next league game, which I, I'm not sure who it is. Um, Might be Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday, yeah. So then you go there, suddenly think, well, we, well, we have to win now because we we've not won in a couple, including being dumped out by a lower league side. So I I, I want to obviously I love the FA Cup, so I want to get through. I think it'd be good to to get a, you know a big. A big draw. Um, he's obviously going to make some changes, and I, 
That's the beauty um, of having the squad, right? I mean, we've we've moaned about have, not having a squad. We've got one, so you've got to kind of utilize use it. it. Uh, but I was sort of before the Middlesbrough game. I was like, yeah, he he will make wholesale changes, wholesale change, and it will yeah. be like it will be clearly the B slash sort of some youngsters. Do you know what I mean? But then listening to him. I actually think because also we've got this week, we've then got a full week. It's not like we've got a midweek game after. Mm-hmm. I actually think there's some players you probably could do with the minutes in the first team still to keep them. Because the last thing you'd want to do is go into the Leicester game and then we look like we've not played in two weeks and look a bit rusty. And and Oxford are no mugs either. So I, I don't feel like we can afford to sort of, you know, you know think, oh yeah, we're going to get through just because even with our second team. So uh, there will be some players who don't play, but actually I think most players are probably fa- fair game. Yeah, I think you might see the likes of like Kelly, Fads, come into the team, Wilson. Tavares, Wilson probably as well. Um, just I think Palmer it. will start. Palmer, yeah, Latabodier, Godden, Sims likely. There might be a change in shape. They might play two up front um, just to sort of utilise the squad a bit more. And like you said, Oxford aren't aren't no mugs. Okay, they're not littered with sort of star names at at League One level, but they seem to have a superb sort of team ethic. Um, got a c- couple of players who are in really good form. Cameron Brannigan, very very good League One player. Ruben Rodriguez as well is playing well. So it's 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 sort of tough to gauge how they they will fare against better opposition in Coventry, but they'll be bang up for it, and we have to be bang up for it as well, regardless of who plays. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 a lot of it will come down to the application and the Wrexham game last year. I remember the first half; it was the application just was non-existent, and it was some of the worst. That first half was some of the worst performances I've seen from certain individuals. And in, uh, yeah, I mean Kelly, I remember that game and Tavares. It was just absolutely awful. And then suddenly, second half, we turned it on, and literally, probably if we'd been playing another two minutes, we'd have got the draw. Um, yeah, but. Uh, but yeah, we we've got to be on it. I think he'll. I don't think Hadji Wright will be risked. I'm not sure if there's anything you've heard anything about that was that, that fight, just that fight that fight issue, wasn't it? Because he had some ice on um, in the in the post match videos. Yeah, um, I think that's more precautionary. I haven't heard. I haven't Hopefully. heard or seen anything. Did, uh, I did. I that. did. We should have mentioned that. I did love that him was great. sitting down with a Hadji Wright smile. Even better was the Middlesbrough <laughs> commentators just absolutely losing their shit over yeah. it as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, Yes, yeah, so I don't think he'll be right, right housery. Yeah, I think Palmer will start. I, I, I honestly, I, I really wouldn't be surprised if O'Hare started. I, I really don't. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Just a um, bit of flair. Just, a, just a bit of flair. I think Allen could start in midfield with, I don't know who. Latter, maybe I think Latterbody or Air will play. Well, the more I think about it, mate, the more I'm thinking. Well, we've not got another game before Leicester. Like, I know you don't want to get people injured, but if you did that, then you just you wouldn't play anybody. You can't ever. you can't be apprehensive in regards to injuries because no. if you start thinking about injuries, that's more than likely when they will happen. It's weird, mate. The more I'm talking now, the more I sort of go, well, maybe yeah, Latabodier could come in midfield, Binks and Fads. I think you might see the sort of changes that were made for the Swansea game more yes, than anything, yeah, yeah, and maybe yeah, a couple yeah. of academy guys on the bench. Yes, for like Hadji Wright, if he's not, yeah. if he's not with wrist. But I, I, I sort of think, like you say, winning breeds winning. You know, if Sakamoto, you know, if Sakamoto was to play or O'Hare was to play and get a couple of goals, then then suddenly he goes into the last game on the back of a brace. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, buzzing to play at home. Yeah, it's, yeah. Whereas it's, actually, it's if, you, if you make all these changes, it? if you make all these changes, we then lose. Then all the players who first team players who then come back in didn't play. 
there's no, I haven't got like, you know, no confidence. We're all a bit like, oh God, we got dumped out again. And then you got this big game where obviously all, the, all eyes are on. So yeah, the more I think about it, the more I think like you say, Swansea lineup is probably close to what it could be, I think. Yeah. Um, well, let's get a prediction then. <laughs> You're just sort of staring into the abyss there. Um, for the um, benefit of the take. Uh, we're going to go 2-1 to the Sky Blues. Yeah, I, th I think we'll concede. I, I think yeah. that League One, when we play against lower league opposition, they I always feel like we seem to be on the back foot at a period of, of time and the pressure towers and it's up to us to you know, take back control of the game. Do, so I think we will concede. Do you think Wilson will play? I do, yeah, I do. It's a big game for him. And like like it was Simon Moore last year, because Simon Moore obviously was brought back in, and he made another clanger, and it was that that was sort of like him him done, him done. at that yeah. point. Whereas it, you know, it'd be nice to, for Wilson to come in, look good, we get through, uh, because there may come a point where Collins' form drops or whatever, and Wilson needs to come back in. You know, he was you know he was number one all last year, so yeah, I hope he plays well, and I feel like a win, a win for any of the players who come in. Yeah, would would yeah be, would be big. Right, let's end it with um some some look at the sort of the transfer rumors. Um, I know we're we're just shy of an hour so far in this podcast, so we won't spend too long. Is there any truth in the rumor about you, Dino, going to all things sky blue? <laughs> that I can <laughs> I can categorically <laughs> confirm uh, that I will not be entertaining those talks, Ross. Uh, <laughs> My agent has got a um a firm uh rebuttal on any transfer Fair. request for me. So that will not be happening. Okay. Well, how about the Sky Blues then? So I've got four names here um that I've just sort of I've had a look around and, and obviously we spoke about Leandro Barrero last week. You put me on the spot. Um he is out of contract at the summer. From what I'm gathering, it's unlikely because um, there's a lot of big clubs looking at him and he might be a little bit out of our league at the moment because of how well he is playing for mines. So I expect him to to go elsewhere, likely to Sporting Lisbon uh, or Fenerbahce. Mm. They're the two clubs I'm I'm seeing um, with, the, with the sort of the biggest links. So I think that's one that we can sort of put in the bin, shall we say. Uh, but we live in hope. That lasted long, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that was one back from from uh, yes the from, from the summer. Yeah. So um, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't thinking too much ahead. But of that's that exciting one. though that 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 you know that that's type the of, sort of market we're looking at. Yeah, you know, and I think another interesting one is sort of Daniel Pereira. Uh, um, he's a Venezuelan centre midfielder, Austin. He's been linked to to Los Angeles, but looks like that move's been hijacked by an unknown team in the UK. Now, he fits the mould of the sort of the age and the attributes what we want to sort of replace Hamer with. And judging by the highlight, highlight reel I've, I've seen on YouTube, he looks like the type of player. So very interesting to see how this one um, plays out. 2.5 million market value on him. So it sort of fits everything, really. Yeah, yeah, no, it would. Yeah, I can't say no. Have you, have you seen have you seen his highlight room? I haven't, but that'll be what the first thing I do as soon as we stop this pod. I'll put it, Daniel Pereira. I feel like that name rings a bell. I feel like in the summer, someone maybe like threw his name out or something. But uh, he's out of contract at the end of this year. So, so yeah, so that'd be a cheaper fee then. December, December, because of how the MLS works with 
contracts. Obviously, they get contracted through a calendar year yes. rather than a um, the summer cycle that that we do in in Europe and most most races around the world. So but that's been confirmed that you know that some cl- unnamed unnamed UK side, yes, interesting have uh, have links. Yeah, but the 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 move to LA is as as um has been hijacked somewhere okay. along the line. Keep an eye on that then. One that came out of a, a completely unknown source yesterday was Macaulay Longstaff. Now, I don't think there's much in this one. I mean, it's a pretty poor source. That's that pe- most people have jumped on, obviously, putting two and two together. I think question marks over Longstaff, whether he could do it at this level. He's obviously scored a lot of goals at National League and scored a lot of goals and assists Yeah, 19 already goals already. I mean, it's uh, you, the only thing I'd say is that the first name that comes to my head is Mark McNulty. Um, at that that sort of thing, but he hasn't been linked, has he? No, but you know, obviously, well, how many? You know, obviously, a lot of goals at League Two. Mo, Mo, Moise is another one who scored a lot of goals at League Two level, went to the yeah. championship and didn't play. And obviously, we we got to see ourselves as a, not just a championship side, but a, a top six championship side. You know, a side that you know this season, but next year. I don't we think we'd be, be swimming in that type of water. I don't think we'd be. Sw- I don't think we'd be. Um, I don't think we'd be looking at him as is like it? it's not even swimming in that type it's fishing in that type of water isn't yeah. it that's that i mean that's that's just bad for me you know? yeah but i yeah i don't think i mean listen if we if we if we did turn around and signed him and it was like again though he'd, he'd cost a couple of million and like you know it's, it's the one thing getting Tavares, you know who cost you know probably 100 grand or something do you know what i mean as like a to see if we can develop him and if not it's another thing signing someone for two million do you know what i mean and 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 gambling whether they can make the step up um, I could see him going somewhere like Swansea if their manager goes, Notts County's manager goes to Swansea as as has been reported. Um, I mean, he's obviously a very good finisher. Clearly, he's got scores a hell of a lot of goals. Look, if we if we d- did sign him, then again, I would trust the trust the recruitment process and trust Mark Robbins that could he be the the Matty Godden sort of you know pr- sort of um, replacement. But yeah, I'm, not I'm not sure. sure I'm not sure it. there's much in it. No. no, I agree. One that seems to be happening is um, I think we've. So I missed the boat on this one, but Finn is as. Did you see this yesterday? Middlesbrough, isn't he? Heading to Middlesbrough. Uh, his loan at Plymouth has been cut short from, from Aston Villa. 2.5 million looks a snip to me. Yeah, it does. And if we are to lose O'Hare, that's the sort of type of player you'd be looking to sort of replace the loss in that position. Mm. And he can also play any sort of those roles across that sort of not well, front free or midfield free or whatever, linking free or whatever you want to call it in in, in those roles. So, yeah, I think we missed the boat on this one. Um, but fair play to Middlesbrough to, to, to pull this one off. Well, you um, you immediately, the thing with him is you sort of feel like for two, two and a half million or whatever, you know, on a three, four year contract, suddenly then, you know, if someone wanted to buy him from them, that, you know, already they'd, you know what I mean, they'd be looking at, you know, triple triple that value. You know what I mean? If he carries on how he has been for for a sort of a struggling Plymouth side, but then you know, seven goals, ha- five assists as ha- well. Ha- like. Have we missed? Have we missed the boat, or is or is there some? You know, are we actually looking at someone else? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. I it's, suppose it's the unknown, isn't it? Really. Um, yeah. But it's it's when you see those type of deals happening, and you feel like automatically you feel you are like you're on the back foot, but you haven't like done the business there when you easily could have come in and offered him pretty much the same deal as what Middlesbrough are probably going to offer him. But then there's got to be a reason that we, we haven't, we haven't. You know, and we yeah, don't know. So we, you you know. look at the O'Hare situation and go, is the contract there? We don't know. 
And you look at you look at Sakamoto, which I mean, none of us knew a damn thing about the guy. And like flop of the season, flop of the season. <laughs> Obviously, every goal I'm going to be bringing. You've texted me every single time. I have, but like you look at him though, for like 1.2 million, whatever. I mean, already if someone, you know, his stats: six goals, two assists. Yeah, you know, he could easily get to like ten goals and five, six, six assists. Six, yeah. You're looking at that, and you go, "Well, already we'd be we'd be wanting six, seven million pound for him." Mm. Do you know what I mean? And you go, "There's got there's there are clearly gems like that out there," and you you wonder, like I that as as I agree, I, when I saw that fee, I thought, "Wow, that does look like you know something we could do." But there's got to be a reason why we're not, and maybe there's other players out there that, like you say, maybe if O'Hare is going to sign a new deal, maybe actually we're using that money on a centre mid that we want to get. So. Yeah. Listen, there's loads of like stipulations in regards to players, like their attitude might be not what you want to mix in with the club, like all that sort of stuff plays into account, obviously. And we, as a sort of an outsider, we don't know all that sort of stuff. So, um, but as a footballer, like that's for me, it's difficult not to see why we're not in the mix yeah. for, for, for someone like him. So, yeah, uh, a little bit of a frustrating one uh, from a footballing perspective, but obviously one that. We definitely need to rectify with in regards to the, the O'Hare situation. Um, anyone else you want to talk about? Anything you've seen? Um, was there, I haven't seen anything else. I guess. Yeah, I mean, oh, well, I guess that was that that young. What about Brighton. outgoings? Outgoings, yeah. We haven't spoken um, about, about outgoings. Well, I, I anticipate. Yeah, well, the other person we didn't even mention for the Oxford game, um, Ayari. I think it'd be interesting. It would say. Uh, it, say a lot. You say a lot. Playing, if, yeah. if he's not playing on Saturday, then 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 he's going to be going back, isn't he? Um, I, I mean, we didn't even mention also that Kelly. I, I don't think Kelly's going to play. I don't think I don't think you come out from literally not, you know, starts the game from from nowhere. Um, who else could could they, could anyone go out? I think Tavares the loan might yeah. happen. Um, it's difficult. I mean, we've we've mentioned obviously. Their squad, you feel like we've got a capable squad to challenge. If you add anyone else in, you kind of feel like someone else has got to go out. It feels um, like a one for one situation. No, well, does it? Well, I feel like it does because then you have a player not including the match day squad who. Um, well, but. <laughs> But we need a squad, though, because it would only take a couple of injuries. Don't say somebody... that word. No, but it would. Right, look, we've only got one left winger, and that's one of our that's our record striker signing who's playing out there. So we, we, I feel like a left winger, and I feel like the centre mid, as we all know. I don't think that would change anything. I think, I, I think that would add. Look, Yari's going to go, and he's on the bench, isn't he, at the moment? So he, he can I think, go. He, I think he'll he'll be uh, he'll be recalled. I've so, seen a lot of recalls. From, so he he makes he will he he makes a, he creates a space instantly on that bench then for a, for a new new signing to to come on or, or someone who's currently in the team to drop down and and we, and we need the depth you know it's as, it's as simple as that um, yeah I mean I saw an article today about five players you know one in Carmack Fadzine do you see him going anywhere yeah, not not this reporting. not this um not this uh. This, no. this he'll be released twenty. The the yeah, I think I think there will be a again there'll be a, a a decent chunk overhaul in the in the summer. You probably see the likes of Kelly Fads, Godden, Simon Moore, Moore, 
Tavares. Tavares. Uh, yeah, maybe those sort of that maybe that five. And then maybe someone like I said, I know he signed a new deal again. I think he's twenty twenty five. But again, someone like Jamie Allen. Jamie Allen, he springs to my mind. Just you know, if if we were to bring in yeah, class centre mid now, and then you get to the summer, and suddenly actually a newly promoted side, you know, we were to offer a hundred couple hundred grand or something. Do you know what I mean? You, 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 he's one who I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be surprised yeah. maybe in January now. Yeah, yeah. But in the summer, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, I do see a sort of a six-seven overhaul player-wise in in the summer again. Um, just just to move us forward, like we did a good chunk of it last summer. I think we'll do it again next summer as well, just to add to add to the squad. Yeah. And do you see any any other player? Was that Brighton, that other Brighton player who, you know, there was that report that I think it's Central Mid, that young lad who's been playing, he's playing in League One at the moment on loan. I haven't seen that. Maybe not. That? It's on Telegraph. Um, oh God, yeah, we can definitely believe that then. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. We'll leave, we'll leave that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, we'll but definitely yeah. leave it with that thought. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, let's end it there then. Uh, thanks for your input, Ross. Uh, thanks for joining me as well. A big thank you for everyone out there for, for listening uh, and for all your support over the years. It's really, really appreciated. And as we head into to 2024, um, there'll be some exciting things on the horizon. So to so keep a, an eye out for those, a big thank you to our sponsors, of course, at the Skybury Tavern. We'll be back next week. But until then, if you want to get involved in the conversation, just reach out to us on all our socials. Just search at Sky Blues Extra. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra podcast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.